This podcast is brought to you by EverythingVoluntary.com. My name is Skylar Collins, and this is Thinking and Doing. In this podcast, I examine logical fallacies, cognitive biases, stoic teachings from masters past and present, and tips on being better at life. I hope it will be as instructive to you as it is to me in the pursuit of thinking and doing well. If you'd like to kick back a small commission from every Amazon purchase you make at no extra cost to you, please use and bookmark our special link at AmazonEVC.com. That's AmazonEVC.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. In this episode, we're going to look at a few life pro tips that I thought were interesting. Uh, we'll get right into it. Here's the first one. This is from, uh, all of these are from the life pro tips subreddit. That's uh, my typical source. I haven't really uh, discovered or looked for another one. So this is usually fine. This is by a user named Habits in Progress. And they write, if you're always short on time, here are three easy habits to get more done every day. All right, number one. Always use dead time. This means to make efficient use of waiting time, even if it's just one minute. For instance, if I heat up my meals in the microwave, I use this time to load or unload the dishwasher. Okay, I like that. I usually turn on the microwave and then I sit my fat ass down in my chair and continue watching my whatever YouTube video or Netflix show I'm watching. (laughs) But hey, it's multitasking, right? Which brings us to number two. multitask the smart way. I know everyone says you shouldn't multitask because you can't focus on two things at once. I agree if one of them needs your full attention, but you can easily combine two mindless tasks. For instance, I listen to podcasts while cooking, I brush my dog when I'm watching Netflix, or I call a friend while taking a walk. All right. I like that. I multitask pretty much all day long because while I'm working, I'm picking up food, I'm delivering food, I'm also listening to podcasts. Um, When I do need to talk to somebody, I just push the button in my ear and it it starts it and stops it. So it's super convenient and I'm actually surprised when I run into other uh, food delivery people, how many of them don't mindlessly listen to podcasts all day long. and I always, I always show them the earpiece in my ear. And I, you know, if they ask, I'll send them the Amazon link to it. I've actually got two of them and I alternate them because I got a little plug in my car and I just plug one in and pull the other one out. And when I'm done, I plug that one in and I pull the other one out and put it in my door. And then when I get in, I pull the one from my door and turn it on. But that's one example of multitasking. I'm able to listen. I'm able to consume a lot of really interesting content that way while I'm doing this mindless task of picking up food and driving it to somebody's house or business. It's really, really um, a simple job that I perform. (laughs) Um, I also do that whenever I've got to shovel snow or I've got to, I'm not really doing it these days because my son's doing it, but back when I used to cut the grass, I'd put some some headphones on or something that I can I can hear over the, the lawnmower. And we've got an electric lawnmower now, so it's much quieter. 
and I just, you know, listen to listen to my podcast. That's that's actually kind of in a, an adjacent life pro tip here. Listening to podcast or audiobook or something or even I guess just music, although music's not quite as uh, edifying. Um is extremely convenient when you're doing something mindless. Okay, like like cutting the grass or doing the dishes or vacuuming, cleaning the house or whatever it happens to be. So that that's something that is pretty easy to start doing. And you might already be doing it. I mean, you're listening to this podcast, so you're obviously familiar with how podcasts work. So probably not an issue for you, but you can pass that life pro tip on to somebody else who may be looking in, you know, into getting into listening to podcasts. There's, there's just, there's so much out there in, in every category, whether it's intellectual or just goofy or um, things like true crime or uh, news, you know, whatever it is, there's, there's quality podcasts out there. And there's often a lot of time that we have to doing mindless things that we can also be uh, like I said, edifying ourselves and and listening to podcasts or audiobooks. Some people are really into audiobooks, and those are fantastic too. Okay, and number three, batch your work tasks. Batching means to take a bunch of similar tasks together and only focus on them during a set time. For instance, I do all my admin stuff on Saturday morning. This helps to stay in the same mental zone and will boost your productivity. Okay, I like that. I Back when I did more, more, um, or I shouldn't say, yeah, more, but different type of work than I do now. Now, you know, I get in my car and I drive around, blah, blah, blah. There is some employment I have that's just over the internet. It used to be a bigger chunk of my income than it is now. It's very minimal at this point, and it's also minimal income. But back when it was larger, I would have days of the week where I would do certain things. Mondays would always be this, Tuesdays this, Wednesdays. And I would have that on my calendar every day. I still have some of that. Sundays is when I gather uh, materials for my employers to use for their radio show. Um, I gather articles about retirement. I, I gather some, you know, like news clips of people talking about the markets or whatnot. At this point, I actually just reuse stuff I've already gathered from years ago. I just grab them from, you know, last year, or the year before, or the year before, and I pull them up and that works well. I mean, there's only so many things you can say about these topics, right? But that was um, before I would do half of that on Thursday and the other half on Friday. Um, Sunday evening, I, I I do what I call processing leads that come in. Tuesdays, I do billing for that. Wednesdays, I send the new radio show out because they record the new show on Tuesday. And so just finding days to do specific types of tasks if it's something that you just need to do once a week, um, can be helpful. It was helpful for me. Let me, you know what, let me pop open my calendar. I don't think I have a lot of that going on other than what I just described, but let's see. Yeah, that's that's pretty much it for me. I've got a full calendar because everything that I do or everything that I need to get done for the day, I I put as an all-day event, and every day at 6 a.m. It, it emails me that event. So when I open my email every day, I've got emails that basically serve as tasks, and I think I've talked about this before. So every day I'll have two or three emails. One of those is publish new EVC content. I only get those emails Monday through Friday. So that tells me to go in and look at the pending posts for the website and see what I can 
clean up and and publish as a blog post and, and you know there's a lot of stuff I don't publish I just trash it um there's also things like birthdays that'll come up and it'll remind me so today is my older sister's birthday so I got an email about that um every 5 days I have an, a reminder to release a voluntarist voices episode so I have that repeating every 5 days so it's just these these things with with calendar events that I've used for years now and let me just add on this little life pro tip here as well regarding this. I was going to talk about it. I have come to use the reminders in Google Calendar for a lot of stuff. Stuff that I don't want to forget, stuff that I I want to I want to become habit and I want to do every day. And I set them up on my calendar as reminders instead of as events, and then on my phone it'll pop up as a notification at the time I set it. So every day at 9 o'clock, I have a reminder that says morning coffee and vitamin C. I take a little vitamin C thing. It's something I'm trying for for asthma. And I set it at 9 o'clock because I like to drink my coffee at 10. And this 9 o'clock reminder reminds me to make sure I actually turned it on the night before, which is another reminder. I, I have a reminder set up at 9.30 to turn on the coffee maker. There's an auto button that's set to 8 o'clock in the morning that I just need to push. Sometimes I need to put a little bit more water in first. Sometimes I need to completely uh, refill it. But at 9.30 every night, I get this beep on my phone that says, turn on coffee maker. I also recently set up one at 9 o'clock that simply says, floss. So at 9 o'clock, I'm usually sitting down watching something, either YouTube videos or Netflix. And I've got this bag of these um, flossers. So this will pop up and it'll say floss. And I'll grab one and I'll floss away. And then I'll mark done on the notification and I'll clear it away. Um, I've got a reminder at 3 o'clock to take my daily vitamins. Um, I've got a reminder to set my DoorDash schedule, which I set every day a week out. And I've even got an evening coffee vitamin C reminder for 4.30 that I'll, I'll take somewhere around that time. And then I usually start working at 5. So I use these little reminders and they've become invaluable. I don't know that I would do anything I needed to do without these. And it's so convenient because I usually have my calendar open on my computer and I've got it on my phone and you just set up default notifications. So for every reminder I set up, I want it to just, you know, beat me at the time of the reminder or I can bump it up 15 minutes or something like that. And same with these events. You can get notifications or you can get emails or both. You can set up a hundred, a hundred different notifications for any given event which is, would be kind of crazy, but all right. So that, that's, I hope is helpful. Um, all right, let's go to the next one here. This is by user, uh, Pirtle with two R's. They write, purchase the highest quality pots, pans, and cooking utensils you can possibly afford. If not, you'll spend three times or more replacing the lower quality ones over and over. You'll also burn your food, have pans that warp and don't cook evenly with handles that loosen or fall off, and even cut yourself because your knives aren't sharp enough. I've learned all these things and more the hard way. All right, I think I think this is pretty good advice. It's pretty good advice for a lot of different things. I, th- I think, and I'm 36 going on 37, I think that the adage, you get what, you're pay- what you pay for, is usually true. Usually when you um, go for the cheaper option, it's usually the cheaper option for a reason, and it's not going to quite go as far as you need it to. Sometimes the cheaper option 
really makes sense, right? For things like chapstick, right? I mean, chapstick's usually really cheap anyway. That's a bad example. Um, I don't know, just just plastic cups or something for your kitchen. You don't need to buy big, expensive uh, glasses. Really, just just nice looking, cheap plastic cups. Those will last you forever, right? Um, there's there's a lot of things that the cheap option makes sense, and it's fine. But things like like this, uh, pots and pans and whatnot, things like, oh, I don't know, cars. <laughs> um, I'm a Honda guy, uh, and I buy Honda, and I've always bought Honda for its quality. I've always had really good experience with Hondas, um, and I've, you know, nothing but, I've seen nothing but horror stories with most other brands of car um, that, you know, Toyota, that's another really good one. Um, when you spend a little bit more, it usually goes much further. And I think pots and pans and cooking utensils is probably a really good example of that, especially if they get a lot of action, right? If you're, if you're cooking every day with them. All right, let's go to the next one. This one was, this one was kind of interesting. I thought it was kind of novel. I hadn't really heard of it. It's kind of silly though. At the same time, this is by Canadian Ick. Canadian Nick. Okay. The magic secret to paying off your debt quickly is, is to round off your bank accounts to perfect numbers each night. All right. They go on. This completely changed my life. Before going to bed, this is another reminder you can set yourself. Open your bank app and make perfect numbers by transferring the extra to your debt. For example, if your checking account has 578 and 43 cents in it, you could transfer 343 into your credit card or your debt allowing you to wake up with exactly 575. You could also go further and and bring it down to 550 or even 500. Uh, if my savings had 8,439.71, I would transfer 439.71 onto my debt, giving me a gorgeous $8,000 to look at. Sometimes I transfer big amounts, sometimes just a couple dollars, as long as everything is rounded off and perfect. This means your credit bureau will see at least one payment daily. They'll actually won't see it daily. It's just monthly. Increasing your credit score and shows a constant effort to pay it down. All right. The credit bureaus don't, your bank is not going to report to the credit bureau daily. They're going to just report that you made your payment that month. And on your credit report, it just shows as a check mark, right? Or a star or something. So I thought that was interesting, right? And, and, you know, for some people that might be you know, one of those oddly satisfying type of things, right? You you look at your accounts, your savings, and your checking, and you see that they aren't rounded off. So round them off, sometimes small, sometimes large, and put that amount into whatever debt you owe, whether it's a line of credit or a credit card. And then you can look at your checking and saving and see that, you know, one says 500, one says 8,000 or whatever, and it's it's nice and rounded, and you'll do it again the next night. I thought that was I thought that was kind of novel. I hadn't really thought of it that way before, and I hope it's helpful. All right, let's go to the final one. This one, this one really, this one was really a dumb moment for me, like, and I'll explain why, but I've ran, I've run into this before and it's, it's super annoying, but I don't think this is going to be a problem. All right, this is by Masslander and they wrote, if you're having trouble spreading cold or frozen butter, Warm the knife in some hot water instead of warming the butter. Heating the butter itself can make it separate. By heating the knife, you only make the amount you you only take the amount you actually need soft and easy to spread. You only make the amount you actually need soft and easy to spread. This one blew my mind, right? 
Now, it's funny because I've done this thing when it comes to ice cream, right? When your ice cream is super cold, right, you can stick it in the microwave for 30 seconds and it'll soften it up. It kind of makes it kind of uh, milky and creamy around the edge if you do it too long. And, you know, nobody wants to eat ice cream like that. So that's a risk. But if you get a hot cup of water and you just dip your ice cream scoop in it, whenever you're not scooping, it's in the hot water. You pull it out, it will just cut right through that cold ice cream. But when it came to butter, that thought was nowhere to be found in my mind. The thought in my mind was, I need to break off a chunk of this and put it on a plate and microwave it a bit. That's the only way. Or try to do it while it's cold and you end up tearing your bread apart. But oh my God, when I read this, it was just one of those dumb moments. Like, I can't believe I wasn't already doing this. I can't believe I didn't think of this. I am such an idiot. Warm up the knife, just like you warm up the ice cream scoop. And you can do it with water, right? You kind of warm it up and then you shake it off. You know, it's not going to put water all over. Or you could just, you know, you could even just heat it up on your burner or something. You know, that that takes gas. So, I mean, one takes water, one takes gas, but who knows? And I don't think I'm ever going to have that problem again. This is higher. This is a higher level than a life pro tip. This is life God tip. (laughs) All right. That's going to do it. Let's review. We talked about uh, multitasking, using dead time, batching your tasks, right? If you're short on time, these habits can help you get more done. We talked about, oh, we also talked about using Google Calendar, which I've talked about before, to set yourself recurring events and recurring reminders. Uh, We talked about purchasing the highest quality pots and pans, and, and this applies in other areas as well. Because sometimes going cheap is going to end up biting you in the ass. And you're going to end up spending more replacing it. Um, And we talked about paying off your debt quickly by simply just rounding out your cash accounts every day. Just round it down. Sometimes a little bit, sometimes a lot. Whatever you can spare. And then we talked about warming up your knife before trying to cut and spread cold butter on your bread or your toast, or your roll, or whatever it happens to be. All right, that's brilliant. All right, I hope that stuff's useful to you. It's been very useful for me, and that's going to do it. All right, thank you so much for listening. Have a better day. Please send your comments or questions to thinkinganddoingpodcast at gmail.com. Please consider supporting this podcast at everythingvoluntary.com by visiting patreon.com forward slash evc or paypal.me forward slash everything voluntary. Thank you.